Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Tasty Cakes Podcast. I'm Bert Lepore. He's Samuel Monicolo. We're hanging here with Angry Mike D. And we talk about music, movies, and so much more. All right, we're back. Another episode of Mixtapes and Tasty Cakes, episode 26. Uh, last episode, we were in the 80s. <laughs> it was a review of the 80s. <laughs> this one, we're uh, jumping in the 90s. And I, I realized that... Uh, this year being uh, 2021, 30 years ago, which is crazy to even think about, was uh, 1991. And that was a, I thought it was a pretty pivotal year in, uh, in music. You know, we all agreed it was a big, uh, a lot of classic albums came out that year, but it was also like a big change. Like, uh, you know, I, I kind of feel like every, every decade kind of extends a little bit into the next. Like, you know, like to me, like 1980, 81 is still like kind of set in the seventies a little bit. I think it takes a couple of years for things to, to really kind of change into the next, you know, like 1990 isn't really 1990 to me. It's, it, it felt like 88, you know, 2000, 2001 was still, or 2000 was still kind of like the nineties. So it takes a couple of years to transition. So I think like 91, like towards the end of 91 was definitely like a big change. Uh, musically like what we were heading into the next decade and uh you know it was a you know big transitional year you know and you know we kind of thought maybe you know musical genres could coexist and that didn't really seem to be uh the case you know uh, a a year or two after that so but um you know 1991 you had the uh the gulf war was going on i think that that started it i don't even think that lasted about a few weeks, dude. Like I, in January, I remember being in school, and every morning they would have the TV, and they would show like what was going yeah. on, kind of deal. I still have no clue. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, it, it, it was uh, <laughs> it was the first time in in my life that I remember like you know our country being involved in a war. I mean, I wasn't born yeah. when Vietnam was right. around or none of that stuff. You know, so I was like, holy shit, man. This is it's what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, it was the, the Gulf War. I remember that was in January. It was like a big January sixteenth or whatever. That was the day. And then what was it? Well, everybody, everybody waited for that. What was that? Wolf Blitzer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> remember because yeah. he was doing all those reports from from uh, like live on on set and everything or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> live in Kuwait. <laughs> well, that kind of made like CNN and and Wolf Blitzer too. They were, that's what sort yeah. of like popped them out of nowhere. Oh, definitely, that definitely. Gulf War. Yeah, operate Operation Desert Shield, and then it was Operation Desert, Desert Storm. Storm. Yeah, yeah. So then we we had that going on. We had uh, you know, first George Bush was president. Uh, the internet. That well, was the start of the internet. Huh, that year, I think it was like the opening of it. I don't think everybody had it yet, but yeah, yeah. I think that was definitely the beginning of it. Yeah, I right. think like one of my friends had it, and that was about it. Yeah, I was. Uh, I didn't really hear about the internet until maybe a couple years after that. I was like, what the hell is this? You know, it's, it was like, 
But uh, yeah, the internet well, started it, that it, year. It was what AOL was kind of. Like, there was something before AOL. I forget what it was called. Yeah, Netscape or something. Or no, it was like oh, you don't even hear of it anymore. Yeah, yeah. It's probably but something that got merged. It was all. It was else. all. Te- yeah. It was like all text. Yeah, That's crazy. Well, that's when they started the chat room stuff and all that, which I never got yeah. into. You know, I never nah, me around with that. I still yeah. don't get into that stuff. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nirvana, they put out. You know, it was sort of like the start of the the grunge and a lot of the stuff. I mean, a lot of that stuff was kind of lingering. I thought for like uh, a year or two prior, you know, but that yeah. was like that's what really kicked it off. And uh, yeah. I was in. Uh, I graduated middle school that year and went right into high school. So how what was that, man? Like. 13, 14, I think. So 91, 14. 91. I might have been like 18. I might have been just getting ready to get out of school, I think. I think. I think <laughs> I was in the probably like the 10th grade. Yeah, that probably sounds about right. If I just was, if I was in 12th and you were in 10th, or probably, yeah, that's yeah. about right. Yeah, I graduated uh, Thomas. <laughs> I, went to, I went to Southern. <laughs> I went there for a year and I was like, Man, I, that was a big culture shock at school. <laughs> but, man, I, I, it was, you only went for a year there? I went there for a year and a month, and then I, I got the hell out of that place. I, it, see, I, I graduated from there. But guess you graduated what, from it, Southern? Yeah. I mean, it really wasn't that bad when I graduated. It, that was the when they had that shooting in there. That was that year. <laughs> Dude, oh, it was geez. like... It was the remember, year I graduated, so I was kind of like, okay, well, at least I'm, I'm heading out of this place. <laughs> remember that movie, Lean on Me? Yeah, <laughs> yes. is that what it was like? No, it wasn't nearly nah. as bad, but, you know, man, come, coming from, like, you know, you're, you're, you're a kid. You're in a middle school. You know, I'm at your school in middle school. It's like the same shit. Then you go to high school. A, a buddy of mine, he was, he, he was dealing weed and shit. I was like, whoa, that's like a big thing, you know, in ninth grade. <laughs> uh, one of the dudes I used to hang out with, we were selling weed. Uh, there was always like fights with the two projects uh, going on, like in the lunchroom. Like guys from that were like in their twenties would just come in through the freaking school <laughs> to start fights. It was nuts. So somebody set the bulletin board on fire. It was it was so, crazy. So you got the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, I was like, where did you shit. go? I went to Kappa, Creative and Performing Arts. Ah, after that. there you go. You and became that, an artist, dude. That was it. Was like uh, my I god, was it was like, like fame. It, it was exactly that. You know what, man? You can have <laughs> if if you had green hair walking around Southern in nineteen ninety one, ninety two. Oh my god, you would get your ass beat. And, <laughs> and, and Kappa, my god, they they embrace you. You know, it's, it's like it was a to- total to- uh, culture shock for me. And then, and and then when I went to Cap, it was like, oh my god, this is like the greatest thing ever. Everybody's like, I could finally, I don't have to worry about anybody saying shit to me, you know. That's crazy. I mean, I had I had a lot of friends in Cap back in that day, but like, I never had too many problems in Southern at all. Really, the the problems in Southern derive from me. (laughs) Well, I was, dude, I was a little puny kid. (laughs) I was, I was like. Real short. I remember I, I I think I grew like six inches from ninth to tenth grade. Like but so when I was in ninth grade, I was I was like a little I know, probably like five foot or something. It was like a little, you know, pip, shrimp. Pip squeak, a pip squeak, a scrimp, <laughs> a scrimp. That's funny. Yeah, Dude. I didn't really fit in. I was just yeah, it was I, I went to Catholic school. I worst. went to Newman. But um 
I was fine. I played football and I and I was a rock guy, so I kind of was like right in the middle. So right in the middle of it all, yeah. Yeah, so I, I was okay. Everybody was cool with me, so I was I was good. But uh, yeah, so uh, let's hit in the music of 1991. Let's start it off, Dame. We're gonna start off with you, Tesla, Psychotic Supper. What you got? Yeah, that was uh, that was like the first album coming out of the um, five man acoustic jam. That was like their big kind of like breakthrough album with signs and everything. And, yep. uh, you know, it came out August of that year, August 30th, 91. It seems like a lot of, a lot of big albums came out like during that summer, you know, into the fall, you know, and that, uh, and he really thought that that was going to be like their, their huge album. And it was, you know, it was platinum. It did record. well. It did well. It did, it, yeah. It did really well. I mean, uh, but you thought after that, maybe they would, continue on but it was still and they weren't really they weren't they weren't in all that 80s like uh no, they no, would call no. the, the, the hair bands they're just a hard rock band yeah they know? were never i never considered them a glam band they were just a straight nah, up not at band. all exactly. yeah, yeah i mean they they kind of borrowed some elements of it but as oh, far yeah, as they're yeah. looking but at it everything. all does they're all about yeah. borrowing elements of zeppelin and all that stuff here yeah there, you know yeah aerosmith and stuff like that yeah Mike D, what do you got on Tesla Psychotic Supper? You remember? You know what? This is probably one of the, one of the albums I didn't have, and like I always liked Tesla. I don't. I think uh, what was it Edison's Medicine? I had uh, that was on there. That, that was, was on that. Yeah. Was, oh, so I did have. Okay, the album wasn't. Yeah. Medicine. I'm thinking the album was called Edison. No, that was the single. Something. That was the single. They were okay. going to call. It, I but, think that yeah. was that was I the mean, original name of the of the album. I think they're originally yeah. going to call it that. So probably not one of their best ones for me, but you know I always like Tesla. They're always good. They're they're consistent. They're definitely consistent. I think they're they're always a solid band. Like I said, I mean I said this before on the show that I don't know if they're anybody's favorites, but everybody likes them. It's one of those bands that they yeah. just everybody everybody likes them. Jeff Keith has that scratchy distinctive voice. Yeah. They're they're still around too. I believe they still right? put out yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. They actually had a hit song. I don't know how many years ago, but maybe like seven, eight years ago or something. They had a hit song. Yeah, they still know. put out records. Yeah, they still put out records. They still work. Um, yeah, the top tracks, Edison's Medicine, What You Give was another good yeah. song. Um, I think this album's really, really good. Yeah, that's a good one. This album's really good. I don't think it was as good as the Great Radio Controversy, which was the one, the studio record before this one. Yeah. But it was still good. It was it was definitely still good. Yeah, they're... Um, Peaked they're at number 13. Band. Peaked at thirteen, peaked at thirteen on the Billboard charts. Yeah, so it did well. It did well. Yeah. I mean, and the Five Man Acoustic Jam album. I mean, that was a breakthrough. Everybody started doing unplug stuff after that. Yeah, yeah. You didn't see it much before that. No, you didn't. So um, yeah, Tesla Psychotic Supper definitely should hit the list. I think it definitely makes this list. Um, all right, let's go on to the next one. Temple of the Dog demo. What you remember? Uh I don't remember too much about it. Uh, I mean, I remember the song, you know, Hunger Strike was played all the time. And I was just like con- confused. Like, you know, <laughs> what, what is this band? It's, uh, you know, you got Pearl Jam guys and Soundgarden, you know, but they had their own band. I just didn't really know really what it was about. And, you know, I knew it was like a tribute to uh, Andrew Wood, you know, Andrew Wood from yeah. Mother Love Bone. And I really didn't even know who Mother Love Bone was at the time, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I guess if you're a part of, uh, you know, but that scene, it was like, you know, a big deal. But um, yeah, I remember that song was, you know, always that video was always on MTV. I actually, I actually did like it. You know, even though I, I'm not a fan of Eddie Better 
right uh, his voice <laughs> but uh i kind of liked his you know his part in the song it was kind of like he complimented cornell well yeah Hunger. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it was good mike d what you got what you remember this one yeah i mean i like that song a lot and back in the day i never bought it like it wasn't really it was kind of like too too chill for me back then like i wanted something heavy back then but it wasn't until like years later I actually listened to it. I'm like, wow, this is just really a good album. It's it's a, and, it's and a it, solid it definitely fits in with everything. But definitely something you have to. For me, I had to mature to it. Yeah, man. Um, great record. I mean, it's pretty much it's a super group. It's pretty much the guys of Pearl girl guys in Pearl Jam and Cornell and Matt Cameron from Soundgarden. Right. That's pretty much the band. And like you said, it was a tribute to uh, Andrew Wood, who. Uh, you know, Andrew Wood, they were banking on, you know, was going to be huge, a huge, huge star. And, um, you know, he overdosed, he passed away. and they Like a week after the record came out, I think. It was quick. Was, I mean, I remember, rough, yeah. do you remember the Star Dog Champion song? Mm-hmm. That, yeah, that was a cool song. It's a good album. But I really think that Pearl Jam would not have been as big with Andrew Wood in it instead of Eddie Vedder. I think Eddie Vedder just made that difference. Something, it something mm-hmm. clicked. It was something different, you know? Even the name would probably, I mean, it doesn't sound like one of those names that's going to last either. Mother yeah. Love Bone. I thought it was a cool name. It, it was very uh, Seattle. I mean, you know? Yeah, it's a cool name, but, you know, it's kind of like, is that, like, how much is that band going to be pushed with that name? Yeah. Not that it's anything horrible, but. I mean, there's, you know, for me, there's no rock singer. No rock singer that sings with that gut-wrenching feel of Cornell. I mean, there's some great singers out there, but Cornell does both. Cornell can hit the high, he can hit the low, he can hit the scream. He's probably the best all around. Great, great range, yeah. That definitely from from that, you know, from that era, you know. Oh yeah. And then like I said, Eddie Vedder complimenting his style. Eddie's got that chill kind of, you know, monotone mm-hmm. a little bit style and um you know, with Cornell just going off. I mean, it's a really good record. Um, Hunger Strike was huge. That was a huge song. You got Say Hello to Heavens on it. That was another good song. But um, for me, it's so good because it's Pearl Jam with Cornell and Cameron. And Cornell's just, he just shines through the whole thing, you know? Yeah. So Temple of the Dog, great record. Definitely huge at that time. Mm-hmm. We're going to move on to another one, which is great because a lot of rock guys, almost like we talk about the sublime thing, a lot of rock guys who don't like softer music, a lot of rock guys like this next guy. Tom Petty, Into the Great Wide Open. What do you got, Damo? Yeah, this is uh, another one. Came out summer of that year, July. Um, you know, the, the title track, Into the Great Wide Open, was played all the time, Learning to Fly. My girlfriend plays this all the time. It's like every <laughs> every morning it's... That's great. You know, all these Tom Petty songs. And I know them more now than I did yeah. uh, back, back then. Uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, great record. I mean, it's, uh, you know, more on the rock side than, than the hard rock metal. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like you said, a lot of guys who are into hard rock, you know, like this stuff, too. Yeah, I mean, you know? it's great. It's great. What do you got, Mike? Yeah, man. Like, the funny thing is I, I never owned a Tom Petty album. But when I hear Tom Petty, I'm like, man, this stuff is great. 
Yeah. yeah, you know the songs, and, yeah. Right, you know them. It's like, it, it's just got that, what was that, Americana feel to it. Exactly, yep. Almost like that that Springsteen kind of effect. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, and, and he's like the storyteller, and and yeah, man, Tom Petty, he's definitely kind of an unsung hero back then. Oh, yeah. I mean, the video, man, the video for Into the Great Wide Open had Johnny Depp in it. I remember the video was great. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, and he was doing that thing where he was starting to make like little movies out of his videos. Uh, he you knows had good videos. Yeah. yeah. What was it? Full Moon Fever, I think, was the record before that. Was that. For that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and same thing with that. That had some cool ass videos. And uh, yeah, I mean, Tom Petty, great singer songwriter. Just, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if you just want to chill and put something in the background. I mean, that's perfect. It was produced by him and Jeff Lynn, who also he did uh, what the Traveling Wilburys, I think, with Jeff Lynn also. Yeah, um, yeah, which I loved. I was uh, really into them back then. It was cool, really? man. Yeah, which is really weird. Like, I, I remember, like, uh, I, I never was, really like, listened really surprised. to surprised. What the hell are you listening to that? Like, that hippie stuff for a lot of great guys. <laughs> were in that. Wait, so who'd you have? You have George Harrison, Bob Dylan, Jeff Lynn, Tom Roy Orbison. Roy Orbison. Yeah, I mean, that's an old, that's beyond an old star band. Yeah, and in the video, sometimes you would have uh, Ringo Starr play drums. And, <laughs> well, Orbison, you know. Orbison died, I think, right after the album came out, too. Yeah, I think he did the video. He did one I think they kind of worked a minute or something. I, I heard. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he died shortly after that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, Tom Petty, great singer songwriter, and listen to this album recently, and the album's good. The whole album's pretty damn good. The songs that stand yeah. out are definitely "Learning to Fly" and "Into the Great Wide Open," but the rest mm-hmm. of the album's still worth listening to it's not boring. oh yeah it's good yeah definitely good moving on to the next one huge record here red hot chili peppers blood sugar sex and magic demo what you got yeah i mean this is uh came out i think this came out the same day the nirvana record came out september 24th um wow. actually what it was the same it was the same day wow and did uh actually <laughs> and user illusion came out the week before damn wow. what a frick and Metallica came out a month before that. Wow. Crazy. I told you, man. Like we bought a lot it of seems like, <laughs> seems like seems like August, September. Like a lot of a lot of shit was coming out, but um, yeah. And, it, and this one really had a. It, it was out like uh, I'm just looking at it when the singles released. The first one, give it away, came out in September of that year, and then Under the Bridge was the second one that was March. You know, and they were releasing singles into up until 1993. So yeah, really breaking a, the girl, you know, I think was was another release. Mm-hmm. Suck my kiss yeah. might have been a release. It was. That was the third. Yes. That was a third single. Sold seven million records. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, know, it was like their, yeah, it was huge. Yeah, and um, yeah, it was. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. (laughs) 
It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. I guess it was part of that funk metal thing that... Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, but yeah, it was definitely the biggest of that that genre. The only ones who really, you know... Survived it, yeah. Survived, survived it, yeah. Yeah. Mike D, what you got? Yeah, man, I have one of those. Remember those old five-disc changers? Yeah. I had one of them. I mean, this CD was probably permanently in there. It, it didn't move for a very, very long time. So from front to beginning, this, this album was just great. You, 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 there wasn't a bad track on it. No, and there was this, a lot this, of songs on it. I mean, yeah. if you're going to sell your soul to Satan, this was the album to do it on. Yeah. <laughs> It's definitely the pinnacle record for them. It's definitely the record. Yeah, yeah you know? absolutely. I mean, they had definitely. some success later on, but this was, this was the album that put them out there. I, I think Mother's Milk is when they started to get good, and then they got great on mm-hmm. Blood Sugar, Sex, Magic. And then after that, they had a lot of good songs in between, you know, but mm-hmm. the Blood right. Sugar, Sex, Magic is the record. You know, Mother's Milk was a good beginning to that. Blood Sugar Sex Magic was incredible. And then after that, they had a lot of great songs. But as far as a whole, where I could sit down and listen to the whole thing, there's not a bad song on it. You know what? No. The thing with them is they, whenever they put out a new record, you oh, you hear the, the shit. You, uh, the radio plays the shit out of the new single all the time. And, the time. It, and then it becomes, a, you know, a modern classic, you know. So they're yeah. still, you know, they're still relevant band you know still I, mean, it's, I i never really you know i i really didn't really have any opinion on them like i i, I never hated them i never really loved them they're just you know yeah. i i appreciate them i hear a song you know i i kind of like some, some of the stuff but yeah you know, i've never seen them live never really wanted to go see them live yeah yeah you know but me i never saw them live either yeah uh, like i said the earlier stuff the earlier stuff to <clears> me <throat> wasn't my thing but it got really good around Mother's Milk, and then it definitely, you know, blasted away once they came out with the next record. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the earlier stuff was just, like, you would see them in movies, like, <laughs> 80s movies, just in the background. Yeah. Oh, kind yeah. of like a punk, funk party band. Right. Yeah. It kind of was too goofy for me in the beginning or something. I don't know. <laughs> All right, moving on to the next one. Van Halen, for unlawful carnal knowledge. Yeah, this one came out June that year, June seventeenth, ninety one. Another summer album. Uh, sold a shitload of records. You a lot know, of big as, hits. Yeah, a lot of them. Uh, I mean, Pound Cake, Top of the World. Right now was probably was I think the biggest one. Great, the video. And, uh, the video was the so video good. was great, video great, was great video. And yeah, then it was like a Pepsi commercial, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was huge, man. People always talk about Dave. You know, being great and everything, but the, the Sammy stuff was Sammy propelled them to another level. He he, he did, man. I mean, uh, they never had. I don't think any Van Halen records with Dave ever went to number one. Maybe 1984, but every Sammy Hagar album went to number one. Yep. You know that, that, that's you know it definitely opened up. You know the fan oh, base. You know absolutely. the wider, the wider, uh, the bigger audience. But absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, and Eddie was able to write in different ranges now because Dave could sing, not Dave, uh, Sammy could sing them. Right, right. You know? He had more of a, yeah, more of a range, you know. Yeah. Songwriting range, you know, more more inspiration, I guess, you know. Yeah, and you've seen Eddie kind of 
played around with the keyboard stuff, and then he really, you know, used it after, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, he kind of got rid of all the synth stuff on this album, and he went to, like, regular piano, like, you yeah. know, what you hear on, you know, right now and stuff like that. Yep. I mean, it, it's got a lot, of, a lot of big songs. Mike D, got anything on this yeah. one? Nah, I'm, I wasn't. I mean, we talked about this before when we did the Van Halen, but... I mean, I had a couple of good tracks on this, but I just became sick of it. Just sick of hearing everything. It was all over. Songs. It was played all I'm over. I'm not a Sammy Hagar fan. Yeah. I hate. I even hated looking at him in his stupid Zuba-looking pants that he wore. <laughs> the Zubas were big. Dude. We like the Zubas. Yeah. yeah, you like the Zubas. I, I never owned a pair of Zubas. <laughs> but, right now, yeah, as I'm know. editing the video, I'm putting a red X on Mike. <laughs> you, know, you know, what's funny is... Uh, it's funny it's funny you mention that because i had a pair they weren't zubas but they were kind of like uh, sort of like a rip off of them and me and my buddy used to call them we used to call them sammy hagar pants <laughs> they were called bazoos they were the bazoos <laughs> it was like it was like some models brand yeah. Dude, it was 1991 because i remember i was so they're like the, the coolest shit i remember I, I wore that like the first day of school in high school was Bro, it Southern? Was your first day at Southern? Yes. There you yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. And it was downhill from there where it was fucking fake, fake me out. God, what a douchebag. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I just remember that. I just remember that. <laughs> you, 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 how do you wear you, I, I would never even <sighs> try to wear them in school. Dude, you, you, like, I don't know about you, but you know, between class, you know, you, especially if you fall asleep, if you get that little morning wood, you, you got to walk out of the class wearing Zubas. <laughs> I would wear it proud. I'd be that's, proudly yeah, wearing that. That's the ultimate the, pitching in tent. No dude, sense. but the thing is, is they're, they're so baggy, though, you know? Yeah. What about this? They're so baggy. <laughs> it, it, it hides all that. Dude, I used to wear the biker shorts. You remember the biker shorts? Oh, no. I never owned a pair of them. Them. I used to wear oh, them all the time. Horrible. I'm yeah. like, dude's wearing biker shorts just look weird. <laughs> no, I way. wore them all the time. <laughs> no, way. Dude, I, I, I had a I had a pair that were, that were black, but on the sides there was it was like poison green neon. Oh, I remember that, them. Yeah, that were the, they were the and, ones. They and then the I, ones what everybody wore. <laughs> and then I had a matching spandex shirt. It was black and it was neon on the sides. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we did it. That's how we did it. And I was like ten oh. years old. I was like, what, what does my mother think of dressing her son up like that? Ten year old kid. <laughs> my like, mother wanted like to buy me. I'm like, no, I am not wearing them things. No. I wore them proud. I wore them proud. No. I didn't care. I'm like, they uh, look, they look ugly. I'm not wearing them. Oh that my shit. god! Listen, I'll take the biker shorts, the mullet, and a black t-shirt, and I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I went with the Daisy Dukes in that period. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm kidding on that one, but no, <laughs> screw those biker shorts. Horrible style. They were horrible. big. They were horrible big. style. I don't care how big they were. What? What next? Hot pants. <laughs> All right. So moving on to the next one, another big album. Big album for Ozzy. Ozzy Osbourne. No more tears. Damn What you got? Yeah, this one was was released the same day as User Illusion. September seventeenth, really? yeah. This is my favorite Ozzy record. It's a great record, and I, I and you know I know it's uh, I'll probably get shot for saying that, but I I like I, I like record. this era better than like the the, uh, the Randy stuff. Yeah, yeah I, I, I probably because this is what I grew up on, you know. Sure, 
But uh, I mean, there's a, a lot of a lot of great tunes on this. You know, uh, "No More Tears," "Mr. Tinker Train," "Mama Coming Home," uh, "Desire" was great. Uh, "Hellraiser" I thought was cool. That was when it "Road to Nowhere." Yeah, "Road to Nowhere." I mean, it was a, a lot, a lot of great records. A lot of, good songs. Uh, a lot of great songs on this on this record. Yeah, um, it, it was a great song. It was yeah. like what the was that Zach's second one maybe? Yeah, second studio record. Yeah, great record. Great. Yeah, record, and some of these songs were were written uh, with Lemmy. I'm sure he yeah. wrote probably most of the song, but yeah, you know, I don't want to change the world. Uh, Hellraiser definitely was because Hell, Motorhead did Hellraiser, a version of that, right? Mom, I'm coming home. Did you ever hear? Um, um, I think it's called. I heard the demo. I don't know if Motorhead ever put it on a record, but. It was uh, Lemmy and Ozzy, I ain't, a, I ain't a Nice Guy No More, or something like that. Great song. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I heard yeah. that before. Great song. And I, I mm-hmm. then maybe that was made for this record and didn't make the cut, but that's a great song. Right. <clears throat> what do you got, Mike? Anything on Ozzy No More Tears? You know what's funny? I never owned this album, and I liked Ozzy a lot. I, I think there was just so much good shit coming out back then and that right. year. You know, it was that somehow yeah. I passed it and one of my friends might have bought it and I copied it off of him or, or borrowed it off of him. But I never owned that one. And it was a great album. Great record. Definitely, you know, propelled Ozzy a little bit more into the mainstream. And, you know, probably parents started fearing just a little bit less at that point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like the so, old scary Ozzy. <laughs> right. <know? laughs> um, it's like, yeah, I mean, it ranks pretty high probably on my Ozzy records. Uh you know, it's like, like even like I love Blizzard of Oz, but Crazy Train. I mean, that riff's undeniable. It's an incredible riff. But as far as the song goes, the riff makes that song. You know, the rest of the song's okay. It's not really that great, but the guitar works. Interesting. That little that the beginning of it is just what sells it for me. But yeah, Ozzy was just writing some really good just pop rock kind of songs during this period. No More Tears was put together well. Yeah, the opening bass line with Mike Inez, which was incredible. Well, he he, he didn't play on the record though. Day, did Bob Daisley play on it? Yeah, it was unbelievable! Wow. Yeah. See, Bob Daisley, man, he played on all great that writer. stuff. Great yeah. writer, man. And yeah, wrote and you know, and they always have Ozzy, but I don't think Ozzy wrote wrote a song. I, I think he he writes like the melodies and stuff, but he never wrote any of the lyrics. So it was all Bob Daisley wrote all that yeah. stuff. Oh, Bob Daisley's great, man. He's got a yeah. book out. That I didn't yeah. read. Yeah, I would love to read. I'm sure it's got a yeah, lot of I craziness got, in it. Oh, I can imagine. I got to check that out. But yeah, he wrote all the earlier stuff too, right? Yeah. Because the original band, the original Ozzy Osbourne band, was supposed to be called Blizz- Blizzard of Oz or something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was supposed to be Ozzy Osbourne's Blizzard of Oz. I think it was just called Blizzard of Oz was supposed to be right. the name. And uh, I guess there was a falling out with um, Bob Daisley more than once, <laughs> probably three or yeah. four times. And uh, Lee Kerslake was the original drummer. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I always thought Tommy Oldbridge, who was on Diary of a Man, wasn't. Yeah, I thought he was the one that played on Diary of a Man, but I think it was Lee Lee Kerslake that was on there. He was, yeah. Which is crazy because I, it sounds like Oldbridge. I'm thinking, you know, that intro to Diary of a Man, and I'm like, wow, that's got to be Tommy Oldbridge, right? I'm, I was sold on it, you know. So the only album he was on was uh, Bark at the Moon. That's, well, I thought Carmen of Peace was on Bark at the Moon. No, he was. On, he was in the video. How crazy! I didn't There's, know that either. I, it, all all Ozzy's records were like that. It's like the band you saw on the video was never the band wow. on on the record. I think now I think like the Ultimate Sin stuff, right? With Jake, uh, I think that I think that one was like the band. You know, yeah. 
But everything else, like what you saw on the videos, was not the band that recorded. Wow, that's crazy, man. Yeah, I didn't. I always thought it was Carmen Carmen uh, a piece on there. A pe- nah, it wasn't him. Wow, but he was in the Bark of the Moon video, right? Yeah, and then and then he and then he left. I don't know, maybe midway through the tour, he got fired. Wow, or something, and then they brought Tommy Aldridge back. Right, he's great, man. Oh yeah, he's got a great head of hair. Mm-hmm. I think like <laughs> I, I, I think I think they brought him back, or maybe Randy Casillo joined. It, yeah, maybe, after maybe that. that's who it was. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's know, who it was. They've been he, he's had a million members in that band. He's always had a good band. Always had a good yeah. band. Uh, the only the guy, best the, best. the only guy to know if he how good he was or not was Phil. Was it Phil Susan? Was that how you say his name? Well, he, he was he was a really good writer too. Okay, because I didn't know much about him. Yeah, and he was with Ozzy for what two records, maybe? Yeah, a couple records. Two records. Ultimate Sinner, I think. <laughs> Ultimate <laughs> Sin, and then uh, maybe No Rest for the Wicked. Yeah, I see. I, for some reason, why do I think Geezer Butler played on No Rest for the Wicked? I know he was on the tour. I don't know if he was on the record. Yeah, though. yeah, that's that's. I didn't think yeah. that's that just now. Yeah, man. But um, Ozzy, no more tears. Great record. It's one of those records now where I'm kind of pissed off with the Ozzy stuff because I'm starting to collect the vinyl stuff. And besides the box set that you can buy, it's just too much money at once. You know. Yeah. Um, you know, you could get Blizzard of Oz, you could get Diary of a Madman. I found No Rest for the Wicked, which I couldn't believe I found. I found that like in a used bin for like maybe yeah. 20 bucks and i bought it it was i was it wasn't even a question i just bought it but uh i don't think he really re-released anything like no more tears i'm waiting for and it's like when are they going to re-release this stuff you can't, and you know what it's probably hard to find the original vinyl because around that time 91 it, it was like vinyl was out yeah yeah you know it's crazy. C- cds were all the rage you know that's when pretty much cds really yeah. well for you know. for me i don't even need the original copy I, new copy's fine, even if they just yeah. repress it now. I'm fine with that, but yeah. I can't find it, and I'm not paying you know hundred bucks or more. You know, maybe maybe this year they will, since it's thirtieth anniversary coming up. You think? Yeah, you think they would definitely. Yeah. The way they usually work with stuff, you think they definitely would have cashed in on it, unless maybe they're sitting on that box thing for a little bit more and waiting to see how that does. But yeah, which looks like it looks like a great set, right? The set looks great, but. I don't know what it was. It was like seven, eight hundred bucks or something like that, maybe. Or even if it was five, oh. it's just too much. You go after two, it's like, eh, you know. Jesus Christ. Yeah, you know, I'm starting to buy the Kiss ones again. You know, yeah. I'm starting to rebuy the Kiss ones. And I don't care about the special, whatever. I just want the new, the cool thing about the new, I know you collect some of the vinyl too. I know Mike started mm-hmm. to now. The cool thing with the records are, yeah, it's I, hate unbelievable. You. I hate you for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable how heavy the new records are. Yeah, 180 gram. Oh, my God. You hold the other ones, it's like nothing. You hold this one, it's like it's got guts to it, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I like the older records, personally. I, I, they, it feels like you're listening to, like, a part of history or something, you know? Like, yeah. yeah. I, I, love, I, love the, I love the crack one and all that. Like, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Oh, dude, moving on to another one that they just put out for a record store day, and I didn't get it because we had the, all the COVID stuff going on. It was hard to get this record, and I couldn't make it out to pick it up. But now it's, like, overpriced, I think. But hopefully they'll re-release it again. Skid Row, Slave to the Grind. Oh, this they got this on vinyl now. On vinyl. Well, it was for Record Store Day. They did, like, uh, six months ago or something like that. Ah, uh, okay. And, you know, down here, if you go to Repo Records, it doesn't mean they're going to get it. 
You right. know, so like yeah. they get what they think are going to sell. They're, they might not, you know, me, you, Donnie, and maybe one other person wants the Skid Row record. You know, yeah. <laughs> who knows who else wants it? But uh, <laughs> you know, I, I'll, I'll go on to it once it gets to me. But Dan, what do you got on this record? Yes, yeah, it's, uh, it's one another one came out the summer of that year, June, uh, June of ninety one. It was it, now Quiet Riot, Metal Health was the first metal album to go number one, but. In 1991, they started the SoundScan era, which yeah. was like legit record sales. Yep. Uh, so they call that like the SoundScan era, and this was the first metal album to debut at number one on the on the the SoundScan era. So, yeah. um, but it was, uh, you know, it was Skid Row, like you know, amped up, you know, like on steroids. It was like you know, way heavier. It was like, whoa, man, I. Like it didn't sound like the same band. I mean, it kind of did, but definitely more. It, it was definitely them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, way more aggressive. Definitely like them in the nineties. You know, um, you know, they, you know, they, if, if to me it felt like, uh, you know, the, the album after this for what it came out like a year or two instead of like a big long gap. Yeah, well, I think it was like the next album came out like four years after this or something. It was like too way long. too long. Yeah, yeah. If it, if it would have came out in two years, they probably still would have. Oh yeah, did well and everything. But I mean, it's a killer record. Uh, you know, a lot of balls, man. Yeah, it's a great record. Mike D, what you got on this one? Yeah, you know what? Their first album just just wasn't me. I I didn't <laughs> like it. It wasn't my thing. Maybe a song or two off that I liked. But I could have gotten Skid Row. And I had a few friends that were, oh, Skid Row, Skid Row, Skid Row. And I forget, I think uh, right before this album came out, I saw them in concert. They were doing songs off of this. And they That's were opening. Uh, I'm trying to think <laughs> who they were opening for. It might have been Guns N' Roses. Guns N' Roses, yeah. So uh, I'm like, wow, man. I was like, these guys are fucking heavy. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like, either it's just they're doing it live like this. Or, or when the album comes out, it's just going to be kind of like, you know, a little more on the poser side. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But no, when this came out, man, this rocked my ass off. Like, I was surprised how good this album was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, here, here's the thing. If you ever seen Skid Row live especially back then it was like what <laughs> they yeah there were so many good bands that they opened up for and the bands they opened up for were all good skid row hard act to follow oh my god mm-hmm. i mean best opening act ever that i ever seen yeah. as far as i mean it how, how do you follow that i mean they were energetic great songs it was heavy life attitude attitude it was just they went out there man they gave it all 
I mean, that they're one of the best bands I've ever seen live. Just energy-wise, it was ridiculous. It was, it was so, so good. Slave to the Grind is probably, probably their best record, I would say. You know, the yeah, first, record, first record was good, but it was a little candy, a little poppy, you know, which is fine. But they matured so much into that second record that it was just like, you know, and they didn't do the thing. You know, most bands, heavy bands, I'll go heavy, and then you get a little lighter as the years go by. Skid Row was the opposite. Skid Row went, went light, heavy, heavier. <laughs> you know, even by the third yeah. record, Subhuman Race was like, I love, whoa. That's my favorite, that's my favorite one. That's a good one. Record. That's a good one. I like yeah. that one. I mean, that third record was just raw, and, you know, they did the opposite. Instead of getting lighter, yeah, they got heavy. Yeah, you don't see that too much. You barely see that. I remember you know? uh, my friend's brother used to call me, a poser all the time. <laughs> uh, Damien likes all the poser bands, you know. It was uh, me and my buddy. We were into like you know all that all that stuff, Poison and you know Guns and Roses, whatever, Skid Row, all that stuff. And then one day we're we're hanging out on his porch, and he's listening to some heavy shit. I was like, "Who is that?" He said, "Oh, it's the new Skid Row record." I was like, "Whoa, wait a minute, <laughs> Skid Row." You're over here calling me a poser last week, and you're listening to Skiro, and he was at the Slayer and all that shit. Yeah. And he's like, "No, man, they're totally different. It's not Skiro from you know a couple of years ago." Yeah, <laughs> it's like, it's like, damn, man, he was right. I mean, that record. You have Monkey Business. Oh my God, man, that song. Mud Monkey kicker, Business. I like. Mud Kicker. Yeah. Uh, Chain Gang. <laughs> I like that one. The Threat. Get the fuck out. Right. Get the fuck out was on the original pressing, right? Yeah. And guess uh, what, man? That must be a good one to pick up on vinyl. That, that album I can't wait. Alone, as soon as I can, you know? Listen, oh, if I yeah. can get it, I'll get yeah. it for 50 bucks. I'm not going over 50. I'll get it up to 50 <laughs> bucks. <laughs> but like, the, I remember, like, I forget all this stuff right now, but I remember that album cover was like filled with like little, like, uh, his father painted all, that. Easter eggs. Sebastian's yeah. father painted mm. that. It was all, yeah, it was all Easter eggs from like, it was like characters from every song, which I thought was really cool. Uh, Real yeah. cool concept, you know? Yeah, the painting was awesome. The painting was definitely awesome. And um, what else was on that? You had uh, oh, the slow song. Where you Jesus. 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 And there was another wasted, wasted, waste, uh, waste of time. Waste of waste time. time. Yeah. That, that album's ridiculous. And then the, yeah. then when they had like the censored version, the song Beggar's Banquet, which I thought was all right. Be- yeah. Beggar's Day. Beggar's Day. That's a Beggar's Banquet. Yeah. Beggar's Day. That was a good song. The, oh, bought, the I way. It, I don't I remember that one. See, I had the other one. Me too. Me too. <laughs> I bought it to get back. Beggar's Day or whatever. Yeah. But um, I had, what was it? Uh, fuck You or something was the track? Or go get, get the, the fuck get out. The fuck get out. the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was it was great, man. That. Yeah. They were on at that time. They were unbelievable. And yeah. then I guess the fallout with Sebastian and then, you know, where whatever it is, it is. But um. Yeah, man. Wow. Slave to the grind. And even like you said, subhuman subhuman race didn't get a fair shake. Maybe it was just too late, like you said. Yeah. I, yeah. It came out a, li- a little too late. I, I did love that record, man. That's it's a good and one. I, I didn't like it when it came out, but I, I it really grew on me. Like uh, Eileen. Yeah. That, that's best song, best song Allison Chains never wrote. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's. Yeah, we go on for hours about this song, this record. Yeah. That's how good this record is. And if I get the vinyl, we'll have to talk about it. I'm looking for it. Just not. Well, over let me know. If you, yeah, I'll let you know. 
I, I, I got you on the list and Donnie one. on the list. <laughs> yeah, I got, the, I got the first one on vinyl. I don't have the one. That that one you could get. Yeah, that yeah. one you could get. I had, you know, of course, I had, I had, I actually had that on vinyl back in the day. I have no clue what happened to my old vinyl. I think I got rid of everything except for the Kiss ones. Yeah, which I, I got I drawings a, all over them. You know. Yeah, I had a bunch of them. I, I think I loaned them to a friend and never gave them back to me or something. I, you know. But dude, uh, Tabilio was cleaning out some of the stuff, and he just gave me a bunch of vinyl he had laying around the house. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, there's some crazy ones in there. Well, he got, there were some cool ones. There was some Journey. There was some Wing. There was the Winger record, the first Winger record, which yeah. was cool. Uh, then there was, like, some crazy stuff, like Virgin Steel. And I'm like, Virgin Steel? <laughs> we listened to it. We were like, it was okay. But I'm like, Wait, why did he buy this? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the album cover is great. It was, yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> it's like this barbarian guy holding the sword. It's like, is it uh, is it what Steve calls idiot metal? Probably yes. <laughs> That's a Steve line, idiot metal. Yeah, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're wearing the jacket like an idiot metal metal guy. I'm like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> idiot metal. That's his line, man. That's yeah. his line. <laughs> Moving on to the next one. Soundgarden, bad motor finger. What do you got there, Damo? Uh, man, September 24th. That's the same day. It's another big dude. I, fucking all those albums came out September 24th. Wow. Same day, same day as the Pearl Jam record. It's like it, it's it's like uh Hiroshima or not Hiroshima, wow. it's like uh Pearl Harbor. It's like okay, we're gonna go bomb, dude. You know, on we're gonna attack on this day. It, it, right? You know the crazy thing about that is. When the bad motor finger and all that came out, I was working at Strawberries Records Uptown. Oh, yeah. So I worked at the record store when all this was happening. Wow. So yeah. you saw, yeah. Yeah. Crazy. So when bad motor finger came out, dude, it was like, I remember the guy that was managing the store was like, this is the record. This is the record. That and the project record. They were like, this is the record. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm sorry, Dave. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, <laughs> I didn't really, I didn't really get into them until after you know when, when this stuff came out i just i immediately hated it just <laughs> just because you know because yeah. it was like something like uh it was just like taking over everything that i loved you know it's like you know so it was like i i, I had to hate it you know i yeah. didn't really give it a chance but then you know a year or two uh, after that i started you know them i i liked you know it was yeah. like them and allison chains like, to me it just seemed like an extension of like they're, a they new like Black metal, Sabbath. They sound like metal was, bands to me. It was a metal band. It was like, it was like uh, they just labeled so, it, you know. Yeah, it was like to me, it was like sludge metal. If anything, it was like right Black Sabbath. You know, it's kind of like Sabbath. Black Sabbathy. Yeah, like, I don't understand how they say like you know they put the grunge thing. They're like you know uh, Soundgarden, Nirvana. Now to me, it's totally two different things. They all Nirvana, sound different. Yeah. It does, yeah, it, yeah, it's weird. I think it wasn't so much the sound of the music. It, I think it was the the look, the, the kind of like, you know, kind of more and more instead of, you know, the 80s band, you know, suck me, fuck Happy. me, party rock kind of stuff. Yeah. We're out for a good time. This was more like I got problems and I'm kind of down and I get it, you know? So yeah. it was kind of like that was the difference. So I think it was more of a movement kind of deal than it was. And a, and a mood and everything. It yeah, mood, it was, yeah. They just yeah, labeled it, was, it grunge, but it's like, you know, I don't know what do you, which which grunge music. It's more of a look to me than I don't know. Well, I, I, that's the same thing when people say hair metal. It's like, yeah. well, what, what 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 does that mean? I mean, because they had hair. It, <laughs> it, it, every band from like nineteen, from like the Beatles up until that point had long hair. So it was, 
Led Zepp on a hair band? Well, what does that mean? Yeah, hey, I how, think I, I look at hair band like you know the term is like you know these guys are worried about their hair, like there's the hair spray. I mean, or maybe the guys well, that dressed in the makeup and all. I don't know, but right, they, exactly. Right. Yeah, the, yeah. the hair but spray the, shit. Yeah, that's the hair bands. Yeah, but the thing was, is is critics came up with that with that description as like a derogatory term. Oh, yeah. hair band. So now everybody throws it. I, I see these kids. Oh man, I, they're my favorite hair metal band. Or it's like <laughs> I, I, I used to get pissed off. I, I don't really give a shit now, but I, I rather call it like eighties hard rock, eighties hard rock yeah. bands. You know, it's like at the end of the day, it's all music. You know? I think yeah. I never heard the term hair band till later on. Like we used to call them either like glam bands or poser bands. So yeah. right, right, yeah. right. Glam, glam metal, we call pop metal. You know, uh, pop metal was like now. It's later. I never, never. Like use yeah. that term probably until maybe 10, 20 years ago. Yeah. Pop right. metal. But like, yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, even glam was kind of like a derogatory back then for those type of bands, or maybe I don't know. Well, glam, yeah. I mean, it's just so many different glam rock, shock rock. There's a whole different it's yeah. so hard yeah. to break it all down. To me, it's mm-hmm. at the end of the day, to me, it's just it's good or bad music. <laughs> you know? Right. I mean, when right. you got everybody kind of I, I see what they're saying with the 80s thing where but it happens. It happens in every genre. It's not just the '80s stuff where everybody starts to look that way, and everything's. And that's because the record companies, the cooking, you got to look a certain way. You got to, you know, Meatloaf wouldn't have been big in the '80s if he did, you know, glam sounding stuff. It just wouldn't work because yeah. they they were selling you an image. Mm-hmm. The music was secondary. They were selling you that image. Yeah, I you mean, you, you, you get a few. You know, I just I just read this book. It was you know about the whole uh, '80s hard rock scene. You know, you get you get the originators. You get a you get like a half a dozen originators, and then it's and then it just it's like a tree with branches, and yeah. mm-hmm. it just spews like a bunch of different like sure. imitators. And you can't blame the bands, really. They're just no. They're I just, mean, dude, they're just playing. It's it's the labels that are chasing after everything, dude, and and even like just being you know influenced by stuff. If you know. I mean, okay, we've been doing music for a long time. My first stuff when I started doing it was very, I tried to sound like Bon Jovi. I tried to sound like, I don't know, like I had an accent when I sang, you know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> now a lot of stuff that we write, it's Allison Chainsy. It's, you know, it's just what you like and you get influenced by it. And it's not that you're trying to even sound cookie cutted sometimes. It's just that's what you're hearing in your head now from being influenced. But once the label gets in, like, oh, you know, you got to wear this and you got to lose 20 pounds and you got to wear the G string and you got to, well, you know, yeah. then, it, then it gets to the look, you, nobody wants to look like shit. You want to look like something, but it doesn't mean it needs to be cookie cut. Then you can't derive what's different from anything. Right. You, know? you got to have something that stands out. You can't have 20 bands that all look like, you know, transvestites. It's just, it's going to go away. <laughs> it's going to, you're going to get lost in the shuffle. If you have one band that has that, it's it's their own thing, you know. It's tough. Right. It's it's really a tough thing because you're selling. Besides selling the music, you're selling the look. Because the first thing you see if you don't hear it is the visual. And mm-hmm. I'm a sucker for that. My favorite band, Kiss. It was the visual. I don't know what they sound like. I don't know what the you know. Everybody was kissing me at the time when I heard music. You right. know, it, it's just the, they sell you on the first Poison record. I thought they were broads. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> you read the back of the record, you're like, oh shit, they're dudes. You know what I mean? But you don't know you get sold on the visual and same thing when you used to buy records back in the day it was the visual i bought records not because i knew who they were because wow look at that album cover yeah i bought iron maiden because the album cover i never even heard a note of them you know yeah uh mike d what do you got on soundgarden yeah man it, it took me a little bit to get these guys and again wow 
back to back. I'm going to say I didn't like these guys until I saw them open up for Guns N' Roses. Didn't that was really? late. That was pretty late. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was their surprise concert in Philly. I, I, I I'm almost sure it was that one. That was probably this tour. That was probably the Bad Motherfinger yeah. tour. Yeah, because wow, and, and dude, they just they just freaking rocked, man. They just came out and just, I mean, they they were heavy too. It's like, oh yeah. And I was like, I went out like I think the next day. I think I bought that album. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I'm like, no, no, I'm just, but yeah, it's like I, I've I've liked them since then. Like, yeah, I seen them. Um, I heard of Soundgarden before, and I seen them open up for Danzig at the Trocadero. That's how oh, long wow. ago. That's how long ago it was. And it was that the, I guess they were supporting Louder Than Love, you know. And I just remember yeah, the one song. Yeah. I just remember one song. The I know what to do. Like that was the song I remember. Yeah. And um, I don't know if they just got that Ben Shepherd guy in the band or not, because I know for uh, Bad Motorfinger they got the ba- new bass player, which I, I guess made a big difference with them. And um, once this record came out, like I said, I was working at the record store, and outshine, no denying. I mean, just that riff, you know, wow. And it had mm-hmm. the Sabbathy thing where he's kind of singing along the way the, the way the guitar moves. You know, like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, Iron yeah. Man, you know, the same, you know. Same, following, following the guitar line. Following yeah. the guitar, but it was so cool, and his voice was just ridiculous. Uh, first song I heard from that record, Joe, was probably Jesus Christ Pose. That's a cool tune. That might yeah, have been that's the a first really cool video. tune. That might have been the yeah. first video. Yeah, it was on Headbangers. It was. I, me- yeah. I remember they used to always play like a clip. They used to play like a snippet of that song when they would go to a commercial or something. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Headbangers Ball was the first time that I seen yeah, the video. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, that record's still great. Uh, the big debate is, you know, and we might have talked about this not too long ago. The big debate is what's better, Bad Motor Finger or Super Unknown? That's a tough, that might be an album battle in the future. That's a tough one. <sighs> yeah, I, uh, I was just ready to say, I don't really like anything from after this. Really? Really? Yeah. No yeah. black hole sun or nothing like that? No. Nah, man. It, wow. it was, it just, it, to me, it just it was like Motley Crue after Shout at the Devil or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, it, it was just like a totally different like they just changed to me. It, they, like they more did. But they I think they were just such good songwriters, like you didn't at least me, I didn't notice how much they changed. So Yeah. 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 I think by the third record, maybe down the upside, I thought it wasn't as good as the prior the two prior before i didn't like that at first yeah. but i mean if you give it another chance i think you, you might you might like it i mean the guy's vocals are great i mean he's just his vocals are great yeah they they really are okay moving on to the next one burr, 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 burr. pearl jam what you got demo even though i know you're not a big pearl jam <laughs> i know you're a huge <laughs> pearl jam fan i see the pearl jam posters behind you and any better yeah. fan club the Eddie Vedder well, platinum albums and <laughs> Mr. Veter. I, I borrowed this from Frankie Meatball back in like '93, a couple of years after it came out. So, Frank, you got that that Pearl Jam tape? Let me borrow it. I want to see if I can get into it. Did not. I fucking hated it. Really? And then, and then, just today, I said, "Let me listen to it on uh, much more." Shake. More uh, mature year, uh, mature years, like 30, 30 <laughs> almost thirty years later. And I still hate it. <laughs> just, wow. Yeah, I just it's just the sound of it. There's the sound of the record is always like I don't know, like shitty reverb and his voice is just really annoying, man. I but look, 
it doesn't suck. I'm not saying it sucks. It's just right. not. My, it's just not my thing. And I get why they're, you know, people love them and everything. But I don't know, man. It's just. It's just not. It's just not for me. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, they're the one of the first bands that like look at the, the song titles. All one word. One word. Once. Totally. Yeah. Alive. Black. Jeremy. Oceans. Porch. Garden. Deep. Yeah, I, I think like, purpose. Absolutely. I, I do like that song, Black. I will say that. I, I always song. did like that. That's good. But uh, yeah, I just, that's all I got. Not a big pro fan guy. Mike nah. D. Yeah, man. I had this album. I mean, I, I like this album a lot. <laughs> and it's, the strange thing is, I, I probably shouldn't have. And I'm not the hugest Pearl Jam fan in the world, but I don't know. I mean, I I, I, I kind of like them. They kind of, I don't know. It's just they're they're consistent. They're with what they do. But this album was huge. It was yeah. huge back in the day. And, and with the album cover, it probably shouldn't have been. It was just a very <laughs> bad album cover. That's High all five. just there. Yeah. <laughs> Weird, yeah, weird, weird album cover. Yeah, but so all down like this. Yeah, it, they had a they had a very mature sound for a young yeah. band. It was the yeah. change. It was the change of the vocals. Uh, that deep vocal thing made a change. You know, in a way, it was a good change. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But, uh, well, that, uh, I, that's what... Go ahead, Mike. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think I was like... At that point, I was getting sick of all those bands with the... Ah! All and everything, yeah. you know? So... Yeah. This was kind of like okay, you know, let's let's get into something here. Well, that's the one thing I noticed when I listened to it again today. I was like, "Holy shit, man!" If everybody today, like, man, they just all sound like this guy. Like, yeah. that's how that's how influential it, it. You know, that's where I realized uh, how influential he is. You know, and 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 the band is really. I mean, the guitar, the, the music to me, it just sounds. It's just kind of vanilla. There's nothing really right. It's just right. it's just like rock to me, but. The vocals and melodies, uh, that's that's really, like, the big thing with this band. And, like, everybody fucking said, all, all, all those bands that came out, too, all the all the, the Nickelbacks, the Creeds, oh, you know. The, 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 first, the, the, the first Stone Tell Pilots record is all, Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's what Eddie better all over. I mean, and yeah. even, like, newer bands like that have come out in the past five, ten years. You can hear the influence, you know. Yeah. You, you just can't deny it. Yeah. I know. I, to- I totally agree. I think um, I'm not a huge Pearl Jam guy. I like songs, but this record was a perfect record. I mean, this is one I would buy on vinyl. It's a perfect, it's, 
if you're going to have one Pearl Jam record, this is it. After that, it was songs for me. You know, I could see why, you know, they played they played them so much. I could see where they're here, 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 here. It gets annoying after a while. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Probably this one, maybe Vitology. <clears throat> Vitology's that's got one a lot of good this? songs on it. Yeah. yeah, that's the one after that one, right? The third one. That's no, the third, third one. one. Okay. What's the, the one after? The second one was uh, Versus. Okay. Don't right. call me daughter. <laughs> that kind of stuff, you know. After Vitology, I start to get lost on the orders. It's not yeah. that the stuff's yeah. it's not that the stuff's bad. I think Pro Jam's a really good band. Ten being their best record for me. And then there's good songs after that. But Dame hit it right on the nail when he said, kind of vanilla after a while. After kind of vanilla. Yeah, yeah. I mean you know? musically, take take the vocals out of it, right? Musically, it's just I, I don't know. Just nothing really interesting. And then nothing really uh it, it's just it, it could be a, any band, you know, to me, it's just nothing interesting. Yeah. Going it's on. the vocal. It's the vocal and the melody. It's so all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was definitely, it was a change when even flow came out, man, it was like, wow, what's this, you know? And he was, you know, he was vibrant. He was, he was different. He had something, like I said, he, it's, he's not one of my favorite, favorite singers, but like you said, he was influential. He made a change. He made a difference somewhere, you know? Yeah, it, made it, a difference. It, it, it's almost like uh, he made it acceptable for people not, you know, like Mike said, like he made it acceptable for for singers not to have to sing in like a super high yeah. Axl Rose type range, you know, like, uh, you know, it's like uh, almost like, OK, I don't have the ability to sing like uh, <clears throat> Axl Rose or Bruce Dickinson or whatever, but I can sing like an Eddie better. So right. I, I guess it kind of gave hope to the. Uh, Scott Stapps, young Scott Stapps. Dude, dude, even like the stuff that I do was the best thing that ever happened for me was Scott Weiland and uh, Ling Stanley. And even not not that's anything like him, but even the Eddie Vedder thing, because I didn't have to sing like uh, my balls were in a vice grip. You know, (laughs) I mean, some guys have that natural sound. I don't have that. I'm I'm faking it. You you know, right. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't have to you don't have to try and sound like whatever the fuck you know what i mean but if you could do that awesome do whatever works for you you know whatever is your wheelhouse is what you should go to okay moving on metallica the black album which got demo yeah this was a hugely anticipated record i thought you know uh i thought one uh not one the justice for all you know from the one video it was like the first video it was like really exposing to a big, uh, you know, wider uh, audience. And then when this came out, I understand, man, I think the video came out like a month before this one. It was just like, it was way different. But, uh, dude, people people love that. I think this one de- debuted at number one. And, uh, and uh, it's just, I mean, I think a lot of the original Metallica fans ha- hated on it. Right. At the, you know, but... Um, there's no dem- denying that it's an incredible record. I mean, it's, it's just the sound of it. it just sounds so so Bob heavy. Rock, man. Bob, yeah, rock. great, great production. It's you know, it's a classic album. I mean, Absolutely. no denying it. You know, uh, when it came out, I was one of those guys that were like, oh, this this sucks. But really, in the back of my in my in my head, I really didn't secretly love it. <laughs> <laughs> But but now I, I I don't give a shit. I'll say it's yeah right. Clearly, I think their best their best record. And even the, some of the stuff that you don't even hear about, like 
the God that failed and uh, Great song. my friend in yeah. misery and through the never and stuff like that. Of Wolf of Man, like yeah. the songs that weren't like hits. Dude, you know what was the struggle great. within, you know? You know what was great? I think it was the beginning, and I love it because Lars uses it a lot now. It was the beginning of that drum thing. That 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 that, that, that little drum thing. I love it, dude. It's you know what I'm talking about, that. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He uses it a lot. It's like his thing, I think, you know, you know? Yeah, yeah. I love it. And you know, and a lot of people shit on Lars. Guess what? Lars is great. I still love Lars. Yeah. You know Lars what, man? Great. It's like he 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 does if you want a guy, he just plays drums. You can find a million of those. If you want to find somebody who is who who's a writer, who arranges, who does you know, creative director, if you want to call it that, I mean, he, he he's like a Swiss army knife. Yeah. You know, he does more than just play drums. I mean, people People shit on them all the time, but they would not be nearly as big as they are. And they're like probably one of the top five musical groups in the world. Yep. Not just metal, rock, musical groups, you know? Yeah. And that they wouldn't be without <laughs> without him, you know? I agree. I agree, man. Mike D, what you got on Metallica? Yeah, I mean, I got into them during Injustice, which to me is my favorite album by them. Me too, yeah. But when this came out, man, there's just no denying how great this album was. And, and the only disappointing thing to me with this album is I know the next album is just going to be a bunch of shit. <laughs> and I was right. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, they got back in the form a few albums after that. I mean, they're, they're, they're a great band. And this, this album was just a masterpiece. Yeah, man. I, I say it all the time. Biggest band in the world, worldwide, Maiden. Biggest metal band ever, Metallica. Metallica. Yeah. It, it's just, it's there's no, there's no denying it. Even the bout, nothing else matters. What a great song. Mm-hmm. Forget even who's doing it. What a just a great song, you know. Enter Sandman. But, I mean, we heard it so much. It's, it's like you know, we just heard it so much. But still, no denying how great of a song that is. The, the arrangement of that song is so good too. That so it's good, like, man. Yeah. So good, Mike. What you got? I mean, how many albums before? I mean, they put out what three or four albums before they even put a video out. Yeah, uh, no, n- no radio three, right? record. Yeah, no. I well, mean, you had tape trading back in the day. I was right. part I of mean, that. Like, you know, I remember they, tape trading. They could have got exposure to <coughs> Headbangers Ball, and they just did everything without. You know, they went against the grain almost, dude. That's why. Yeah. If you look at, and I don't know if we talked about this before. That's why everybody was shitting on them with the Napster thing. The big thing with the Napster thing was Metallica was one of the few bands that own the rights to their stuff. Most of the times when bands get signed, hey, you know, Burton Dame, we're going to sign into so-and-so. We're going to get, you know, 50% of the publishing. Publishing is where the money's at. It's not singing and recording the song. Publishing is where the money's at. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I mean, Metallica never gave up their rights. No. You know, that's, here's the thing. Thing that's why they were so gung-ho against that, which they should be. Here's the thing with Napster, though. You're, you're going to reach an audience that normally probably wouldn't buy it. You know, Metallica you're, you're don't going, need it. No, they it. don't need it. But, but here's the thing, though. You eventually start buying their albums because you want them. You know? I, as an artist, you go I to agree their with concerts. You, in a certain sense, yeah, absolutely. They're right. But, you know, it has its pros and cons in Napster. So. I think for young bands, sure. I think for multi-million dollar big bands they don't need it how many times do you guys remember like downloading something off an app sir you think it's uh 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, or else we'll talk about Metallica. It'll be like Metallica, like unreleased track or whatever. And you download it and it's like some totally different band. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a rap song or something. Yeah, all the time. You got Rick rolled somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, remember, I remember downloading like Bon Jovi Cats in the Cradle and it was Ugly Kid Joe Cats in the Cradle. Right, you're right. Like, they, they just named it Bon Jovi. Yeah, yeah it was like, mess. oh, I don't know. It sounds like Bon Jovi. I'm going to write Bon Jovi on yep. the track. <laughs> Dude, I have I have a song that I got back in the day, and I don't even know who did it, but it said typo negative, uh, hit me baby one more time, like the Britney Spears song. I got it somewhere. I don't think it's typo negative, but it sounds like them. Right. Yeah. But yeah. I don't think it was them. But I, I, it's the same thing you're saying. You, you download, you think it's that's you know because it sounds like it, you know. Yeah. But yeah, Metallica, the Black Album, no denying it, unbelievable. Okay. Moving on to the next one, GNR, Use Your Illusion 1 and 2. What do you got, Demo? Two albums released in one day, man. It's unbelievable. And both of them went number one and two. Yeah. It's crazy. Came out September 17th, 91. And another one, uh, like the Metallica record, you know, it was a huge anticipation for this. I mean, they put out Lies, you know, three years before that. But that was sort of like, you know, just oh, to, like, yeah, yeah little, hold little you EP, just to hold you over, you know, <laughs> You know, for your appetite or whatever, but uh, appetite for destruction. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, we did the whole special on, on these two records. Uh, I mean, they're both, you know, you can make one one record, one dream record like we did. Yep. You know, you could do, even the two, uh, you know, even like the throwaway tracks are, are great. I mean, it's just classic release. I mean, they're they're torn on the on these records 30 years later. Yep. playing stuff from the from those first three records. That's how strong it is, you know? Yep. And they were so big, they were doing stadiums back then. Yeah, back you know? then. Then the Metallica. Crazy. Then yeah. the Metallica were doing that stadium tour. Remember that? Yeah, and they wanted Nirvana <laughs> to open up. How crazy is that? Yeah. How crazy is that? And Nirvana yeah. wasn't going for it. <laughs> Kurt, Kurt, Kurt didn't like Axel, and Axel was a big yeah. fan uh, yeah. of them, but I guess they didn't, Yeah, you know, they're... Uh, they were too. It was too cool to play with Axel at the time. Their, their beliefs. Didn't, uh... See, dude, that's the problem I have with a lot of guys that are into that stuff. It's like, and they're young, so I get it. Like you're poking fun at something because you think you're too cool for it, but at the same time, you're being the same asshole in reverse. You know what I'm saying? That drives me nuts. Right, right. Well, you know, if, if they would have, if they would have stuck around a few years after that, they would have been the same, the same way. No way. They, 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 they you're right. They would have. They would have. They would have followed some trend or something like that because that's what happens. That's just it's nature. Yeah, you know the only band that don't do that is Slayer and ACDC. <laughs> that's right. That's the only two. That's it. Slayer and ACDC. You get what you get. Here it goes. We'll stray maybe that much and throw in something different for a second, and that's it. You get what you get. Right. You know, uh, Mike D. What you got on Use Your Illusions? Yeah, man. I mean, we just kind of covered these. 
bit well we did the uh the, the, the what was it the album war on the yeah. two of them yeah. but yeah man i mean these were back then i guess i was a little more naive and thinking these albums are probably better than they were right but when i went to school man i had one tape with one another tape with two right. so during that day i would listen to both of them yeah i mean yeah. they were so, huge yeah two huge records would have been one great record but there's no denying how big Guns N' Roses was and, you know, still are actually still are after all these 30 years, late, 30 years later. Yeah. It's just a shame. Like that Chinese democracy. I love that record. I'll argue that record. Till the day I, die. I love that record. Oh my I li- God. I, I like, I like some songs on it, but yeah, it's, I, like I didn't know it. if I, I was know. listening to Axl Rose or somebody that was trying to be Mariah Carey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I hated every bit of that album. Hated it. Yeah. There's some I Mariah liked it. Carey. I really liked it. <laughs> I, I liked that record. But yeah, the Guns N' Roses, I mean, both of them Both of them were really good. I thought, like you said, we covered this before. Could have made one great album, but there's no denying. They went from a real street street kind of sound of the band to, to a band that wrote epic songs. You know, I mean, everything was bigger than life i think axel had this picture where it was just everything was like a movie you know and uh you know if chinese democracy came out two years after it might have been huge it was just way too long you know yeah it was he's uh he's 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 like a I don't know, like a mad scientist, a, a, a crazed genius. You know, yeah. he's just like his own worst enemy. I, I think, I think now he's he's kind of like he's kind of tamed and you know. Yeah, well, you're not. It, I mean, I mean, it's vinegar like you were back in the day, you right? Know? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's evident. I mean, the the past the tour he shows up on time is you know he's not he's not saying fuck you and, and jumping into the crowd and beating the shit <laughs> yeah. out of people, you know. <laughs> yeah, next we'll be doing a fucking do what with Beaver. <laughs> right, yeah. Hey, well, he you, was a, he's, a, he's on a Scooby Doo cartoon now. It's like <laughs> you know, it's, you know, it's it, it, when, when people shit on him now. It's like, dude, guess what? Though, and I, I, I'm down with Scooby Doo. You know, if you're a guest on Scooby Doo, that, that's that's, I'm down. that's fine. Yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not going to shit on that. But it bothers me when, when people shit on the guy it's like dude he's not like it's like people change man they get old it's like yeah you grow give up. the guy a break man it's like but i will say i respect the fact that he sticks he sticks to what he says pretty much you know yeah I mean? you get what yeah. you get he he don't i don't think he bullshits around you know yeah you get what you get moving on to the last one on the list nirvana never mind what do you got demo yes uh i mean this is the one this is uh Come on, man. I mean, all the all the other bands, you know, the other his other uh, counterparts from from his city, Seattle. You know, <laughs> they they put out great albums, but you got to really hand it to this guy. He's the one who kind of like really changed the industry, probably. Yeah, he was he he was he was different than than the other ones. You know, it's like uh, you know, yeah, he was to... he was the one to really rip off the Pixies. But... Totally, yeah. <laughs> 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 but um. You know, I I didn't like them when when they came out, but secretly I you know with taped their videos and MTV, and I I <laughs> I, I, I kind of did, but I didn't want to tell nobody. It was like I, I wanted to put on this this you know this uh, pissed off metalhead front, you know. But uh, I probably liked them more than I did the other bands, you know. Right. And uh, I like I liked the, the punk energy. I liked the attitude. Song the songs were catchy. They're super simple. Yeah. 
uh, was definitely different. And he they, they sounded way different than the other than all the other Absolutely. bands that came out, uh, even from that scene, you know, that were oh, huge. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's other bands like, you know, the Melvins and all those bands that were kind of closer to them. But as far as like the huge bands, I mean, they're sort of totally different, man, you know. I, I agree. I yeah. agree. Mike D, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, when this came out, I didn't know the Pixies, but I, you just hear that, what was that? It smells like Teen Spirit, that dan, 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 and that just hooks you right in, right there. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, was, it was different from everything out there. <laughs> it, it, was, it was heavy, and at the same time, you're just like scratching your head about it. It had a disturbing feeling to it. It, it, it was a great album. It was, it was poppy. Melancholy and hooky at the same time. I, I don't mm-hmm. you know. It's it's yeah. It, it was its own like kind of. It was its own thing. But for me, what sold me on Nirvana, and I like them way more now than I did when they first came out. I thought they were good when they first came out, but I like them a lot more now. Is the drums? The drums in Teen Spirit. It just there's something about them. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's Dave Grohl. Yeah. Yes. It is, it is it's, Dave Grohl. It's, it's, it's Dave Grohl. <laughs> it's a lot of energy. It's just. The drums, the drums made me like that song. Mm-hmm. It was the drums, you know, and you know, goes back to goes back to like we see all the time in bands. If you don't have a good drummer, good rhythm section, I don't give a fuck how good the guitar player singer is. <laughs> it's all yeah. about the rhythm section. That's what makes a band. If you have a bad drummer, band's not good. Right, it's nope. the way it is. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.